We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. All right, here we go. Post-game live. It's your boy, Jay Ellis. CP is out today, man. He got to do stuff with the fam. His family first. So it's your boy, Jay Ellis, representing you guys and the Knicks fans. Post Game Live is a show for the fans and by the fans. So if you love that Knicks talk, Knicks news, and Knicks rumors, definitely, definitely, definitely keep your eye on this show. Hit that notification bell, too. (laughs) So you can get all the notifications and let you guys know when we are on for the post-game live. Alright? Fellas, fellas, fellas. The Knicks lose. What up, man? It's the Knicks, man. The Knicks lose to the Spurs. 111-104. It was never really close. You know what I mean? It was more of the fake comeback. Like we all knew was about to happen. We all kind of happy. We was all waiting for the fake to come back. Yeah, CP is out right now. CP's with the fam. It's Thanksgiving family. Yeah, man, you know what? CP died. The Spurs game killed his spirit. So he's at home mourning. I'm sorry, man. I got to take over the show. My bad, dog. <laughs> but yeah, man, the Knicks lose to the Spurs. 111. 104. Disappointing. Disappointing news. Disappointing loss. Knicks were never truly in the game. Started off very slow. 0-7. We were actually down by 28 at one point. But of course, the Knicks had to do their, their comeback thing when they did the freight comeback. And we actually cut the game down to 7 points. But to no avail, the Knicks lose at the end. LaMarcus Aldridge ruined us with the combination of LaMarcus Aldridge and 
What's the other guy from the Spurs I'm having a brain fart right now? DeMar DeRozan. LaMarcus finishes the game with 23 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, and 3 steals. And DeMar DeRozan finishes with 21 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists. Now the crazy thing about this game is the Knicks are consistently inconsistent. Consistently inconsistent. You know, three of the last four games we were in the game, you thought, you know what? Fisdale has had the same starting five for the past few games, and it seemed like we was working right tonight. It seems like we was getting to a rhythm. It seems like we were actually building some cohesion, but I think the Knicks kind of miss. Mis underestimated the Spurs. I know it's hard to say because they are the Spurs, but I feel like the Knicks underestimated the Spurs. The Spurs came in here, losers of eight straight games. Eight straight games. And the Knicks underestimated them still, but they still have two All-Stars. They still have DeMar DeRozan. They still have my guy LaMarcus Aldridge, and they ended up beating the Knicks. Now, here's the thing, man. The elephant in the room to me right now is the Knicks defense, but the bigger elephant in the room to me right now has to be Julius Randle to me. Now, I'm sorry, Sergio, you had some good debates, but listen, man. I've been patient. I know we've all been patient, but for now, it just seems like Julius Randle isn't it. He, I don't think he's the number one guy. Truth be told, he's not the number one guy. Um, it seems like he's hard pressed. He's struggling. The New York atmosphere is getting to him. I know he's done well, scored 28 points, average 28 points, eight rebounds in other places. But in New York, he's not doing it. And I think it's because he's putting too much pressure himself to be that number one guy. And on top of that, the defense isn't there. When the Knicks are down by 28 and you are that guy, you getting paid the big bucks, people are looking to you, Julius, for, for, for leadership. And there's too many times when I've seen Julius Randle not playing great defensively. He's not helping on help defense. Many times you see people leak out for easy transition three-pointers. And it just seems like he's not all the way invested in the game. And not only that, this league is about making plays. This league is about making plays. And when the game is on the line, right now we have a bunch of guys who can't really make plays. It seems like our guards can make plays, though. We've seen some nice things from Frank Lakina. We've seen some nice things from uh, from even DSJ. And a little bit of RJ Batter as well. Not, not to say they shot completely well. But the exception of RJ shot 54%. But we've seen... Franklin Lakina come out with 9 points, 9 assists, and 6 steals. He was able to actually set up the offense sometimes. And DSJ, he was able to set the offense as well by breaking down the offense himself. So it's like, you know what? At some point, we have to realize, the coach has to realize, I implore the coach to take the ball out of Julius Randle's hands. And not only that, Reprimand this man when he doesn't play defense. Like, t t right now, to me, it seems like we're another Tim Hardaway Jr. situation, man. 
where we know we play this guy the big money and we and we have him here for three years and because of that it seems like coach is not willing to actually sit him down when he's not playing well. But truth be told, there was other players here who decided who should have been playing when Julius Randle was playing. For instance, uh, Bobby. It's Bobby's world, man. Bobby Portis came in here today. And he, he seemed like he was the only Nick who came in focused, at least on the offensive end. He shot, uh, made 16 points, two rebounds, and two assists. Uh, played pretty solid all-around game. I felt like with Julius Randle was kind of struggling, we should have put in Bobby Portis. Actually shot 54% from the field, 60% from 66% from three. And I loved it. I loved what I saw from Bobby Portis. We need to see a lot of that. I wish he'd have played a lot more minutes. Also, um, interesting Tibet. We seen for the first time that Fizz got a little bit desperate. And we actually saw Frank Milikina in the same time as De- Dennis Smith Jr. And what I noticed today was the ISO ball, man, the ISO ball. We had no guys. We couldn't match up. LaMarcus Aldridge was cooking us all night. And so was DeMar DeRozan. But to me, Frank Ilakina was probably the one person who was able to kind of slow down DeMar DeRozan and Rudy Gay when it came to the ISO ball. So I liked what I saw from Frank Ilkina tonight, especially with on the defensive end, especially with the steals, and especially setting up his the teammates. He's getting pretty comfortable being the lead guard on the Knicks. Um, also, man, I don't know how Marcus Morris ended up with 20 points and seven rebounds, but somehow he did. It seems like a lot of that happened in garbage time. I don't know if she really counted. But Marcus Morris actually finished with 20 points and 7 rebounds. The Knicks defense in general, I felt like we couldn't keep up. The Spurs second unit passed the ball around the perimeter pretty well. And I felt like this whole game, the Knicks did really well playing defense for the first 19 seconds. For the first 20 seconds. But we can never really put together a full 24-second shot clock of solid defense. And it killed us tonight, man. It killed us tonight. The Spurs came in hungry. The curse, the Spurs came in hungry. The Knicks came in lackadaisical. And that's why the Knicks lost this game tonight. Um, Yeah, that's about it, man. And we're going to shout you guys out so far right now. We're going to head to the phone lines real quick. But first, before that... I'm going to shout you guys out. Hashtag new if you guys are new. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to S. Parker. Shout out to Simma. Shout out to They Call Me Tack. Shout out to All Knicks Nation. Shout out to Apple Fanboy. Shout out to Jaden Diaz. Shout out to everybody else watching the post-game live show. No CP is not here. It's just J. Ellis here holding it down for you guys. Yeah, man, okay, I think here's what it is. <laughs> so the thing is with Julius Randle, you're absolutely right. We kind of got handled on the ISO ball. Um, the ISO ball killed us. We didn't have guys to match up. And these are one of these nights when I really wished that uh, we weren't obligated to play Julius Randle at the Florida um, sometimes. Uh, this is one of those nights where I wish we had 
Marcus Morris at the four to handle these ISO guys because you know what I feel like he might be able he might be a little bit more savvy you know a little bit more savvy to handle handle him and this is also another night where I feel like I wish that even though Frank Lakina was running the point that he was actually guarding the Spurs best offensive big um man in a DeMar, I keep forgetting his name, man. DeMar DeRozan. Because I feel like when Frank was on DeRozan, that's when we really got ourselves going and we got some stops and we get some, had some few buckets in a row. Like that that unit with DSJ and Frank and those guys, when they made that run, I feel like a lot of that run was because we were able to hold it down defensively. I, I think at one point we had, we had we forced them to 11 turnovers in that second half, and I think a lot of it had to do with those guys, man. And as far as as Patty Mills doing well, it's not even it's not even just Patty Mills. It's the, the Spurs second unit, man. The Spurs just know how to move the ball. Both units on the Spurs killed us two different ways. Like they killed us on defense. They killed us defensively in the first unit because the, first of all, the first unit can shoot for the Knicks, and that shut everything else down. Second of all. We had no interest. We had no answer for LaMarcus. We had no answer for DeRozan. And he just went to that the whole time. The second unit, though, they just kept moving the ball around, man. And we couldn't keep up. We just couldn't keep up. They had probably the... Besides the the Pistons, the Detroit Pistons, I feel like they had probably the most complete offensive system going. They moved the ball better than any team we've seen so far this year. And they really beat us with that. And when we have when we when we match up with a team like that, that's when you can't just you know cloud the paint because it came out today that the Knicks are top five, top five in defense in the paint. But when you swing, 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 a lot of the times those swing, swing, swings gives you that open three pointer, and they took advantage of that all night. So I mean, shout out to the Spurs, man, they did well. The Knicks have to have to shore up their defense on a three-point end. Like, these guys aren't three-point shooters, but they killed us from three. I think they had their average... I think they averaged eight threes a game, and it hit that in the first half, which is crazy. You know, we're going to move it on. We're going to hit up Nate from Rochester. He wants to talk about the fourth quarter and what happened when we saw the little fake comeback. All right, we'll see if this works right now. Hello, Nate. Can you hear me? Nate? Hello, Nate. Can you hear me? Hello, Nate? Hello? Yeah, there we go. All right, now we're rocking. What's going on, Nate? Hey. You, I'm, not I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Uh, you, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny, funny when I saw the fourth quarter. quarter. And, and like, like, like you, you immediately knew it was gonna be a fake comeback. Yeah, right? Oh yeah, had no chance of winning it. Oh yeah, everybody saw it coming. It was still exciting though. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, something, something that I saw. Uh, I got, I got to talk about Julius Randle because I, I defended the signing when he, uh, when we got him, and I still think there's some things like he's better than how he's playing right now. But it is rough. It's it's like, like, he, he forgot, forgot. It looks like he forgot, forgot how to play basketball. 
Like, there's the one drive. Like, he caught it open, like, twice or three times, like, as a three-pointer. Right. They try, and he had a lane to drive. But then he kicks it out, and then he does, like, some crazy, like, step back. To, I don't even remember what he did. But he just, uh, he's just not making good decisions. And is you could try to play not on the point guard, I guess. Because I know some people say he needs a playmaking point guard, but Frank had nine assists tonight. Yeah, he was uh, he was making plays for people, and, he, and it's just I don't know, man. It was like this, it, I don't know if it's like in his head. Like he's missing layups that he usually makes. Like it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. Yeah, man. Like, listen, Julius Randle is not really a number one guy. The Knicks gave him the money because there was no number one guys left to get, and this is what happens when you have a guy who is the third. The third option, oh, okay, I'm sorry, these guys are saying the phone calls are echoing right now. Let's see you at that. This is, this is what happens when you have a guy that's the third option who is actually thrust into the role of being the first option. Hold on, hold on a second, let me check these. Hold on one second, let me check these audio levels real quick. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly, but it's saying it's echoing in the chat. Uh, okay. All right. I'm going to make a one point, and then uh, I'll let you go. All right, go uh, ahead. Yeah, uh, what was I going to say? See, See the, the thing, thing is, I get the point where, like, Randall isn't meant to be a first option. I mean, not even a second or third. But he's missing shots that he should be making. Like, he's, finished, he's not even finishing in the paint. That was, like, his, like, best aspect of him as a player before. And his passing hasn't been as good as it usually is. And it's just, I, I don't know, man. Like, I think a uh, change of uh, scenery for him might do him well. But. Yeah, man. Everybody's looking at that Portland situation. They like they need more forwards. He could possibly be going over there. But I, I totally agree with you. Uh, this is why the Knicks didn't pay him big, big money and we only have a three-year option on him just in case he doesn't do well. I don't know if they're going to give him more time and they see it the way the the fans see it, but I don't, I definitely don't see him being a number one option, man, and, and here's why, like, he doesn't make the correct play, like, and he doesn't seem to have that, that know-how, that fearlessness, like, when you look at players, I mean, like, when you look at RJ right now, he kind of has that, it, he doesn't get razzled, he, he, it just seems like it's a matter of time for him, with, with Randall, and even with Morris, sometimes it seems like even today they got a little bit tight. They got a little bit tight when the game got on the line. They don't make the right decisions when the pressure is on. And I don't think we can roll with them being the, the first option long term. You know what I mean? So thank you. Thank you, Nate, for calling in. So eventually, I don't know. Eventually, I think we have to move on from him. And I'm usually the guy who who's a little bit more patient. But at least if the Knicks aren't going to move on for him, from him, we should find a better role for him. And we should be willing to transition him into a better role. Because as of right now, I don't think uh, he's built to be the number one option. I don't see it. I don't see it. And you know what? On that note, I'm going to go to Sergio 
to talk about Julius Randle and see what he says about tonight. Yo, Sergio, what's going on, man? The one man, the one man alive is still alive. It's still in effect, bro. But I want to see this fight tonight, so I'm going to try to make this quick, man. Um, first, I want to give the credit where it's due. Your man took the belt just off the strength of I was talking over him and not letting him get his points across. Mm. So against the advice of my corner, I was headbutting, throwing elbows, snapping the belt, and ultimately I had points deducted, and, and I took the loss. You know what I'm saying? But I took that loss like a man, son. I wasn't sliding into CT's DMs in the middle of the night like some thirsty girl, begging for a recap before I cried myself to sleep. You know what I'm saying? But CT's cool. He warmed the bar. Oh, wow. He wiped his tears. He <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, dude ran to CT like he was police, and I stole something from him. Oh, and man. Said, right, he said, that's him. He said, that's him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> at the end of the day, Dale, Dale, at the end of the day, it's a classic contract of fighting styles, bro. You got the patient turtle versus the silly rabbit, son. You know what I'm saying? Yo, let's let's say Frank for instance. Two years in, and cats are ready to ship him off. Now, you got cats are flip-flopping about Bobby. One minute he's trash, and now today he's great. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, why we can't build that's why we can't rebuild in New York City. We'll never grow a Giannis. We'll never grow a Spicy P. We'll never grow a Jimmy Butler. You know what I'm saying? Because unless you're LeBron James, like right out the gate, you're never going to stand a chance here. Because the babies, they start crying. They don't want the warm milk. And all of it. And the only way to shut them up is with a shiny toy. So you go out, you get a Marbury or a Francis or a Carmelo. And then they start crying about the shiny toy. You know what I'm saying? And God forbid, God forbid, if RJ is 15, 5, and 3 after year 2, these clowns will be running him out of town too. Dude, it's a vicious cycle with these seldom yeah. fixed the Sergio, I gotta ask you a question, though. I gotta ask you a question. Like, I'm a patient guy, right? I'm a patient guy. I've seen Frank Lukin. I, I figured he can be something in a few years. I'm, I'm definitely patient. I know, I know Julius Randle is better what he's showing right now. I know that. Dude, he looks bad, now, right? Right, right, right. Well, guys, I got a question. I got a question, though. I got a question. I got a question. And sometimes I'm across the track. Sir. Some days I'm a, I'm going to show my ass. Sergio, sir. You know I got a question, though. I got a question. You're talking to me like I'm Ari, Serge. <laughs> sir. You know sir. Serge. I got to ask you a question, though. What's up? Go ahead. I understand that Randall has, like, a role. He's a good role maybe second third option but do you think it'd be a first option because honestly man i'm, I'm telling no, you no and i never and i never once said he was i said for i said in, in, a, in a, the role that we have him in now right right that's the role we forced him into but next year rj's going to develop and rj's going to become our number one option 
Randall's going to slide back, and I hope, you know, because we got the Bobby Lovers one day and the Bobby Haters the next, I hope we trade Bobby and keep Mook. You know what I'm saying? Because we would have never took Bobby if we knew that Mook was available. Right. You know what I'm saying? We just got caught at the wrong time, and we got stuck with Bobby. Right, so right. One minute, I don't understand these cats. One minute, Bobby's trash, and the next minute, Bobby's great. You know me? I think Bobby's okay. He's a role player. Bobby's a role player. That's exactly what he is. All right. All right, yo. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling, sure. All right. All right, man. All right, yo. All right, you know what? I respect that. I respect that. I respect that. Because I kind of agree with Serge. Everybody is crapping on Julius Randle for good reason. I mean, he came here to be the man. I'll say this. Randle is a very very talented person, man. He's talented. What he did with the Pelicans, what he did with the Lakers is, is no fluke. He's not a number one option, though. He's not a number one option, and we're cheating him like one, and we're giving him the number one option treatment. That's what New York is. New York is hard on their players when they're not playing correctly, and he's not playing correctly right now. And as number one option, I feel like the coach has a pressure to keep him in games when he should not be in the game, a la Tim Hardaway Jr. But it might be time for him to not to not be treated like a number one option and to be treated like a piece. And I think that's what he is right now. He's a piece. He's not the number one option. He's a piece. All right. So next up, we have Dan from Ireland. He wants to talk about Randall as well in the second half. Shout out to the Sirens, the good luck chum of the post-game live show. We in Brooklyn. Let's go to Dan real quick. What's uh, going on, Dan? Yo, you hear me? Hey, yeah, yeah, I got you. Listen, first of all, that was like the longest hour I had waiting for you to get on tonight because I, I was I, I needed to talk to somebody. So I, <laughs> I, I, I was sitting here for an hour. Yo. First of all, I want to thank God more than anything else. Because I almost bought a couple of seats and took my boy to that game tonight. Woo! And thank God I didn't waste that money. Because I, I was at the first Cavs game, Veterans Weekend. Yeah, so man. Imagine watching them get run out the gym oh, man. twice in two weeks and, and, and being $400 lighter for it. But, but the reason, I, I just wanted to chime in real quick. I, I First of all, Fisdale should be thanking the players. Because I got to tell you something. If they don't come back and make it at least semi-entertaining in that second half, he's probably fired already. And they would have taken Becky Hammond before she left the garden tonight uh, the, uh, Spurs bench and made her the coach. Yeah. So he should be... Because and, and, I, I, I got to be honest with you, man. I understand there's some people out there who are like, it's not this deal, it's not this deal. You cannot... I, I don't think people understand this, especially for people who go to games. You cannot have a product where you're getting run out of your gym by teams that have lost eight games in a row. It can't happen. The same thing with Cleveland two weeks ago. Yeah, the but... Same you, thing with the, with the Bulls in the fourth quarter. It can't happen. You know what, though, yo? You gotta come out. You know what? Like, I, I criticize... I've criticized Fizdale like everybody else has. But one of the players have responsibility, man. Because, truth be told, we got blown out by 28. Fizz had to call two timeouts to calm them down. Like, we gotta play defense, man. Like, it can't just be Frank and Mitch playing defense. And that's not, that's not something the coach no, should be responsible for, man. Like you're supposed to come in with that in your heart. You're not supposed to be soft. You can't be coming here like Kool Aid. But when these cats come out so pale, so often, 
who's responsible for there being no defensive structure or setup? You know, that, my only thing is, look, I don't know. I'm not at practice. I'm not in the locker room. Um, I don't know. But, but it, you can't tell me. The team has no identity. The team has no – like, you walked in, he had a whole preseason. What, you can't come out that flat, that often at home. I, yo, you I'm with you, dog. It. I'm with you. Sacramento. I'm you with know, you. Sacramento game. Two weeks against the Cavs. Tonight, it's just not good for business. And someone's responsible. And you're not going to fight a dog, right? Nah, definitely not. So, and then the other thing – no, and the other thing I want to mention was Gary Randall. I, I agree with you that he's not a number one. But the reality is, who is? Who are you going to run this out into? Mars? Dog. Mars? Mars? I, listen. Listen. You can say whatever you want. I know a lot of these younger cats. It's a new game. I cannot watch a guy who's six eight. To me, he's like a, he's like a cock diesel version of Brad Sellers. To... I mean, I, I'm very thankful for that. I'm very thankful for that three pointer against the Mavs. Um, but I got to be honest with you, my man don't want he don't want to mark nobody. He can't defend at the perimeter. And listen, he's a nice player, but he's not a number one. Mitchell Robinson has no offensive game. He's not a number one. We don't have Robinson a number one on this team. One. We don't have a number one on this team. We we, right. we, we don't have a number one That's on this team. So that if we, and if we don't, then I think Randall's the closest thing we have to it. So I understand why people are saying we laid out a lot of money for him. We paid him like a number one. We probably overpaid because we had to trade somebody. Yeah, we got we had no choice. You know. That's right, but I'm just saying, like, I agree with all the fans who say that Randall's not number one. But on this squad, on this squad, I don't know who the other option is. So I'm not here to say that Randall's great, but I just wonder sometimes when people hate on him, he's the only, in my opinion, he's the only player on this team who can play on the block, who can play on the perimeter, and has an off- who has a mid- who has a mid-range game. He's the only guy who has who has a legitimate NBA top-tier level on all three. You know, can he pass out of a double team? No. Nope. Make good decisions? No. Nope. Does, does he get you difficult rebounds? No. Nope. You know, I agree with all of that. But I think he's a legitimate number two. I yo. Or a high three. Yeah, you're right. And that's exactly what I'm saying. And, and thanks for calling, Dan. I, I'm, thanks for calling. Have a great night, man. Thanks again. All right, have a good evening. All right, man. You know what it is, too, man? I don't want to treat... My thing is, we all know we don't have a number one on this team. But I don't want to give him the number one treatment. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's what it is. I like, the coaching staff is giving him the number one treatment. And I don't think we can afford to do that. And you know what? Maybe they don't have a choice because of the optics of the situation. Because he is the face. We did give him the money. Uh, Steve Mills and Scott Perry did bring him here to, to be that. So if we don't have him, if we bench him too much for not playing well, it might look good, bad on us. It could be straight up politics. But in my mind, I wish on nights like this, when LaMarcus Aldridge is going off from one-on-one post-ups, we can sit Julius Randle down and say, it's not your night. Slide Morris over there at the Ford for defensive purposes. And then throw somebody else in to start a lineup for some shooting. Whether it be Knox, whether it be Wayne Ellington who actually showed something today. You know, some, something along those lines. That's all I'm really saying. That's, that's all I'm really saying. Because tonight, 
when effort is needed and it's not showing up, we have to push some buttons. And if you notice a guy is not consistently putting in the effort, he has to sit down. Just like we got Knox sitting down. Because Knox didn't even play. Though, Knox, Knox didn't even play in the second half. That's all I have to say. You know what? You know what? Um, Let's go to Cameron right quick. Cameron was actually at the game. I want somebody who had some in-house some in-house lenses. He saw the vibes. Maybe he can let us know what's happening there. Shout out to Cameron. What's going on, Cameron? You live. Yo, what's up? How are you doing, bro? Bruh. I'm good. I'm holding it down myself. It took a while to set up because, you know, I'm not used to all these knobs and stuff. But I got it going. I guess, I guess. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's a major problem. Yeah, problems, you man. Know? Yeah, shout out to you, man, because you spent your money to watch that. And I, I, I feel you. sorry for I you mean, as a I fan. They should give you your money, money. back. <laughs> Facts. It was crazy because I was there and people and their fans chanting sell the team. And the owner should really sell the team. It's unfair to the players. Yeah, but you... Yeah, you're right about... They're laughing because they're they're taken down as a team, but it's like, it really doesn't make any sense. If they don't make free throws, then, you know, that's three points. Yeah, you're right about that, man. Any more points for you, Cameron? It's really important. Any more points, Cameron? Yeah, one more thing. I think that really the Knicks should just trade some of their players. I think that Frank Nielakina is a French garbage bag. He can't do anything. It was a waste of a draft. Pick. What? You're wilding. Alright. <laughs> he's the best player on the team. Yo. He's the guy. He has the best defense on the team. He has nine assists, six steals. He's the only one doing anything. He's the only one who's able to stop the Rosen. He's the only one who's able to slow down Gay. Like <laughs> Alright, man. Alright, Cameron. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling. <laughs> You're welcome. Have a good night. All right, you too. Yeah. I know if I can stand for the Frank slander right now, dog. <laughs> that's why I draw. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> that's where I draw the line. Are we watching the same game? I understand that Frank. He didn't shoot well, but he did everything else, man. That was nuts. <laughs> You know what? I'm, I'm going to take this time to shout out to everybody who's watching the post-game live show. This is a, a show that is for the fans, by the fans. There is no CP today. He had to share with his family, man, so I'm kind of holding down for you guys. Sorry for the echoes. Sorry for the slow show up. But, you know, I don't do this all the time. The more I do it, the better I get. And the better I get, the better the show gets. And if CP is gone again, it still will be a nice move. Smooth, smooth, smooth show, yeah. But shout out to all the callers and shout out to everybody watching, man. We definitely love you. We support you. I mean, we like that you support us. And thank you for supporting the stream and this channel. Shout out to Ricardo Custer, Alexander, TM, Gene Blue, and everybody in the chat. 
Anybody in here new in the chat today? Let me know so you get a nice little shout out. Hashtag new if you're new in the chat. And please, please, please don't forget to hit subscribe if you love this channel. Subscribe to Nick's Fan TV. Subscribe to Nick and Tom's show. This show is for the fans and by the fans. We try to bring you the best Knicks content consistently. We are live after every game. That's the way we do it. Tomorrow. Thank you, Nick Flair. Salute, salute, salute. Tomorrow. Today today was crazy, man, because I thought we had a chance to win this game. I know we playing the Spurs. But it's this thing that happens as a Knicks fan. And I know you kind of with me. We kind of go through this weird cycle of hope. Where you go into the game thinking you're going to win. You're going to lose. The game starts. You feel optimistic. And you start to think, you know what? If we move this guy and this guy drops 20 and this guy drops 30, we can actually win. And then the game starts and the win gets taken out yourselves and the Knicks lose again. Shout out to Down Round Records, basketball man. Hashtag new, I see you, man. Shout out to Down Rock, Down Rock Records. I see you guys. We definitely got to move the ball. You're right, Alexander. We definitely got to move the ball. It, did, it didn't happen, man. It didn't happen. Consistently doesn't happen. I feel like when we move the ball, we get a lot better shots, and that's why we are the bottom of the league when it comes to offense. And you know what? Give the Knicks credit. I read a stat that said we have moved on to eighth. Eighth in the NBA as far as offensive efficiency. Eighth in the NBA. Let me see if I can find that stat real quick. And I'm not saying that's counting all, every game that we played so far. I believe the stat was our last five games. I'm sorry, seventh. I'm sorry. Seventh in offensive rating. Let me see if I can find that stat real quick. Uh-huh. Yo, CP is a... Yo, shout out to CP, man. Shout out to CP. Always holds it down. CP has gotten nice at doing this while talking. That's why I see he's the man. All right, here we go. All right, I got the stats for you guys. Let's see. There we go. Knicks. Over the last four games, Knicks led the NBA in offensive rebounding percentage at 35.9 and ranked third in opponents in the paint at 40. Fourth overall in rebounding, 53.6% and fifth in turnover percentage. Not bad. But the stat the stat I really want to f- focus on is 7th in offensive rating. 7th in offensive rating. Now, I, I don't even feel like the move, the ball has been moving that much. But I know we've been hitting the 3 a lot. So, 
I'm thinking that has a lot to do with it. Even though we did not shoot the three well today and it kind of caused the demise of this Knicks squad. But we are moving something, man. We're moving in the right direction. I think. We just didn't show this in the Spurs game. All right, yo. Next to the phones is my guy, Will, from LI. Always support me, man. He wants to talk about the game tonight as well. Shout out to Will, man. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, what up, Will? Hey, JLs, man. Yo, what up, JLs? Can you hear me? Yep, okay, you perfectly. Chat can you hear you. I think it's Chat can hear you as well. Right. Let's go. Awesome, awesome. What up, Chat? What up, y'all? Listen, man, uh, first of all, congrats to you, JLs, for getting your 10,000 on Instagram. You know, shout out to oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, 10, yeah, yeah. Not 10,000, I got 9,000. Mm -hmm. I got 1,000 more. Yo, follow follow the Nick of Time show on Instagram. Oh. I'm trying to get to... uh. 10,000 subscribers and get that little, like, that little nice little swipe up, Jamie. Yeah. Ch trying to get that going. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, yes, man, this, this game tonight, and we lost it in the first half. The, the team just didn't come out to play, and I don't know what can be the root of that. I don't understand how it's in this building, an MSG, that the team just doesn't perform well. It doesn't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know if it's us, the fans, as the pressure that we give, but it's like, it's like they'll go ahead and do this to us, but we'll go, we'll come every single game and we'll still root for them. So it's just like, I don't, I don't understand it. I, I don't, I don't know if everybody's trying to do too much. Of it. I know CP has talked about it in, a, in the last couple of streams that Fizz has said that, you know, everybody's, trying to fix the past and all that. Mm -hmm. we, we don't need that. We don't need that. We just need the team to come out and play, you know, leave it all in the court. And it, it just sucks. Like, they got to go down. Yeah. And it was like, I can't count how many times, like, I wanted to just change the channel. But like, I was like, no, I'm going to stay. I'm going to watch and see because we're going to try to come back. And then we always, we always get Yeah, like we always do. And it doesn't work out. Like clockwork. <laughs> it always do. But, I mean, we got to start, you know, pointing out the people that have affected it. It's like if Julius Randle doesn't have it going, it just sucks because you can't really bench him. You can't Yeah. You can't do a Bobby and Morris and um, Taj going through his position because you gave him all this money. And it just sucks that it's all about optics, honestly. It's like optics is messing up the season. Yeah. Because the same way... That Knox is sitting, I think Julius should be sitting sometimes. But it's like you, you're not going to do that to your star acquisition. So that's all I want to say, man. It just sucks. But either way, you know, good game for Frank. I know he wasn't shooting, but his defense was still great. You know, Ellington finally came out of whatever dungeon he was in, started shooting up again. Um, DSJ shows a little bit of something. Uh, Dot, you know, he wasn't falling, but, you know, I'm sure Dot's going to get on going. I do. Mm -hmm. Rather him coming off the bus off of Trier, you know, no yeah. Trier. Um, but I, I rather give Dotson those minutes. Same. And then, um, you know, just yeah, that's basically it, man. You know, keep a pushing JLs, you know, doing a great job. And uh, I'm going to let you get back at it. All right, man. Yo, thanks. That's my guy, Will from LI, man. Oh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Always reliable, always holds me down. Will had some great points, man. Like, it, it sucks that we can't 
bench him because of optics, but that's what I feel like is really going on. Because, I don't know, I really think that Coach Fizz has um, that Memphis stint in the back of his mind when he was benching Marcus Gasol for not doing what he wanted. I, I still feel like that's in the back of his head mentally. Either that or the front office is kind of telling him, look, you got to play him, kind of low-key. That has to be it. I don't know. I don't know. And I also agree with you with Dot, Free Dot. Like, Dot isn't shooting well. And I was worried about that because he had off-season shoulder surgery. Usually when you have something like that, we've seen it with Ron Baker. When you're a shooter and you had that surgery and you're not able to get your reps up over the summer, your shooting kind of suffers. But what Dot is giving you is giving you the effort. He runs hard. He cuts harder than everybody else. And he still affects the game on the defensive end. And he's actually been pretty good at actually finishing at the rim more so than last season. So that's why Dot is in this game right now. And in general. So shout out to Dot. Um, and I agree with you, man. The Knicks have started out the season going down 20-plus points to four different teams at the start of the season. That's that's You can't have that happening, especially not in the Garden when we want so much to win. And I don't know if it's the pressure of the fans, like Will said, because we are tough on our players, as you can see by this post-game show. But maybe these guys are getting a little bit tight. Frank has been missing. Frank is night and day away from home. Frank is, Frank is a sniper when he's not in the MSG. I don't know what it is, but Frank is a sniper. And these other guys, too. Maybe Randall is tight, too. Maybe he's pressing. It definitely could be it. But shout out to Will from LI, man. Thanks for calling. Now I'm going to hit up Matt. Matt wants to talk about the coaching. Let's go, Matt. Hold on a second. I'll go. All right, Matt, you live right now. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, Dallas? Hey, uh, so I wanted to reference um, the past for a minute. I want to talk about Mike Woodson. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, we had some incredible role players. Everybody knew their role. They played hard together. The defense was stalwart. I, I just think Woodson is ten times the coach that um, that Fisdale is. Fisdale, if you look back. He was part of that Magic Johnson Entertainment Sports Company. He's not a real coach, man. <laughs> he doesn't know how to coach in, in situations. We need a guy like Jackson, a voice, a New York voice in that locker room, somebody who has already proven himself as a coach. He was a prelude to that big run with Golden State. Right. He played with he grew Curry. Mark Jackson. You know, Mark. I just feel like it's time for coaching change. Mark Jackson Hive is out, man. Jeez. That's it? That's all you got? Nah, that's not it also. I, I still I still think that Julius Randle can pull it back together. I think he's done improved every year. I just think he has to find his way in New York. I don't I think he's playing tentative right now. I think he's For not sure. moved New Orleans and LA. For sure, it's in I his head. He's capable of back up. Yeah, For I sure. think he could be a, a number two or number one eventually. And no. I think Barrett's going to be a number one yeah. down the road. He's too talented not to be. So everybody who's down on Barrett right now, 
They can't be. This guy's a uh, freshman, basically. You know, he's, he's awesome for what he's done so far. Is anybody down on Barrett now? I don't think anybody's down on Barrett. I don't... I think, I mean, I think, I know people I've are... Heard, you seen people down on Barrett? I've heard some friends around here, I've heard a lot of fans say that they think that RJ needs to improve his foul shooting, his three-point shooting, and his passing. You know, I think that's, that speaks volumes. I actually do think that Julius Randle has shown a proclivity to be a really good passer. Every now and then, he makes some really good assists. Right. You know, he really does get it to the right guys. Okay. Um, I'm a Portis guy. Gibson needs to play more. And Morris, too. I can't stress it. Morris is our best player right now. All right. Marcus Morris is our best player. All right. All right. Yo, thanks for calling, Matt. Thanks for calling, yo. Thanks for the call, Jail. All right. Yo, listen, man. R.J. Barrett. Being down on somebody and telling him what needs to improve on are two different things. I don't necessarily think that people are down on RJ, but facts are facts. Uh, he does have to improve on certain things. He does have to improve on his foul shooting, although it's gone up to like 70% in the last few games. I don't think he had a particularly good game today, per se. But uh, he still has to improve his foul shooting. Um, he also has to prove his passing as well. And the thing with RJ is, he's a great passer when he's willing. And we saw some of that when he was in Duke. But I do feel like he's getting a little bit tunnel vision. It's a little bit sometimes. But you know what? That could be a product of playing in that first unit when no one's passing the ball. But I think with RJ, is. It, a little bit of coaching is going to go a long way with him. I still feel like he will be great for us when developed. And ultimately, when he has a consistent jump shot, everything else is going to follow with him. Now, as far as Mark Jackson, I know the Mark Jackson hive is out, but I don't, I'm not, I don't know, man. I'm not on the Mark Jackson hive, dog. I'm not. I'm sorry. I know he's a New York guy, but that don't mean anything. Just because a New York guy don't mean you can coach New York either. Like, he's been blackballed for a reason. Like, he there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that happened with Golden State that if that happened in New York, it wouldn't fly. Like, it just wouldn't. Like, I, I wouldn't do it. I would stay away from the Mark Jackson thing. Especially, that stuff aside, the circus stuff aside, because you know he has a little thing happening where he tries to force his religion on people and... Things of that nature. I don't even want to get into that. But if we're talking about straight up basketball. If you guys are talking about. Y'all tired of seeing Randall. And Marcus Morris. Doing iso ball. And then right after that say. I want Mark Jackson to coach this team. You're bugging. Mark Jackson. Is the king of iso ball. That's all he did. He's a development guy. But he's the king of iso ball. And he was doing that when he had the bo- the best shooters on his team in Golden State. Pretty good at defense. Pretty good at coaching defense. But now that, you know, I don't see him as an X and O's guy. Like, and hopefully I'm rooting for Fizz. I'm hoping Fizz gets it together. But if Fizz does happen to be, to be gone, I want an X and O's guy. I don't want just a face. 
I want X and those guys going to take this team to the next level. And But hopefully, they won't come to that. Uh, and we develop these guys and Fizz kind of learns on the fly. And they need the pressure is off. And maybe we don't play Julius Randle all the time we need to because we have a legit number one option who can take over the games for us. And Julius Randle can slide his, his, his natural ability, his number two option. And then RJ eventually takes over. He becomes the number one option. Now, hopefully, stuff like that happens. But thanks you, Matt. I'm going to Aaron right now for the next call. Aaron from Connecticut. Aaron from Connecticut thinks this is the last draw for Fizdale. I'm guessing he thinks he wants to be fired. I'm transferring to Aaron right now. Aaron, can you hear me? Yes, yes. What's Thank you, Jay Ellis, uh, for letting me take this call. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, um, I, I wasn't a fan of his deal, to be honest, because I, you know, you were just talking about X and O coach. I don't think he's that. But um, I didn't want to fire him because I just didn't see how a new coach could implement an offense in the middle of a season. But um, I think this game was a testament to just how poor of a coach he is. One thing that a coach must be able to do is make adjustments on the fly. And for the whole game, he was running the same offense until the fourth quarter where he finally made some adjustments. And, like, you just see the way Popovich coaches. You know, he, whenever Kevin was in the game, Kevin Knox was in the game, mm-hmm. he made a switch, put a guard on him, and uh, just took it to the rack, you know? Right. Popovich is someone who makes adjustments. Whenever Mitchell Robinson was out of the game, he would go bang inside, you know? He, he wanted to get those easy buckets inside. You see that he was adjusting by the way that we were playing, you know? And an easy thing, you know, just like elementary thing that Fizz could have done was, you know, when you have Brent Ford, when you have Derek White, when you have, um, who else, Patty Mills, you know, no DeJounte Murray, when you have those three guards, and you have R.J. Barrett, a big guard, why not put him in the post, you know? These are simple things you could be doing. And I just think Fizz has to be calling plays for certain players. He has to recognize that. This was the first time I think I've seen Fizz actually call plays for a player, which was Wayne Ellington in the fourth quarter when he got a little hot. But I just think this is something that I'm not seeing in Fizz. And um, I know there's a lot of talk about who the next coach should be if we end up firing him. Um, and I just want a college basketball coach because these people, they know how to make adjustments on the fly. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, another thing is um, I know a lot of people, you know, hating on Portis, a lot of people hating on Randall. These players are good players. You know, we saw Portis in his element. It's, he's taking standstill threes, you know, mm-hmm. sitting behind the arc taking threes. You know, if we run pick and rolls, if we get the um, – the defense to switch, we could get our players in their element. I just feel like we're not maximizing the potential of our players. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just the way I see it. When when you look at, um, uh, what's his name, Ryan Saunders of the Timberwolves, he has, like, totally changed, reshaped that team. You know, he is using Andrew Wiggins in the proper way. Andrew Wiggins was being wasted by Tom Thibodeau, but when they put the right coach around him, he has transformed his game. You know, so I just feel like um, this has to be the final straw. Like, the fact that he did not make any adjustments, yeah. All right. All right. I hear you, man. Good call, man. Good call. I appreciate the call. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. No problem, man. On the adjustments, 
Now, I think that's everybody's kind of beef with Fizdale. Like, he doesn't... Let's see. And it's not... I'm trying to mute him. It is not muted for some reason. I think everybody's beef right now is Fizz does not make the correct adjustments all the time. Um, but I will say this about Fizz. Fizz kind of has a free-flowing offense. He kind of allows the players to read and react. It's not exact plays that happens. He kind of lets them call the plays on the fly a lot of the times. And I think that's why sometimes you will see that uh, certain plays are drawn over and over and over again. Now, every now and again, he will actually call a play from the sideline. But for the most part, it's Fizz, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's Fizz letting them do that. That's what they do. They let them, he lets them call their own play. And I guess in the fourth quarter, I would like to see the rope tightened. A little bit, and I've seen it happen that last game when Fizz called timeout and called the play for R.J. Barrett. So I know it's in him. But, you know, I, I, I would like to see it more often. But I don't know. I don't, I don't really put this game. I honestly don't put this game on Fizz. Honestly, I don't. I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if I put it on him 100%. Like I go, I still go back and forth on the politics of playing Julius Randle so many minutes. Cause if it's the if it's the politics that's having him play Randle all the minutes, then I can't really blame Fizz for for games like this. You know what I mean? That's all. I, that's all I got to say about that. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Thanks for holding down. We go into the next caller real quick. Delano from North Carolina. I'll switch over to you. I'm having problems with the board all of a sudden. It's taking a little bit long to switch over to the calls. I don't know. It was working perfectly before. Hold on a second. Hopefully this thing starts working. The switch. Let's go switchboard. Delano. Can you hear me? Yo, yo what's going on? Yo, my computer is yeah, bugging yeah, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you were here, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, man, salute to everybody in the chat, man, salute to you, J. Ellis, man, thanks for holding us down, you know what I'm saying, and everything. Um, overall, I, I think that, um, um, yeah, again, getting kind of tired of having a fight back from 20 points. Yeah. And all these double digits, it's getting to a point where you start looking at, okay, as much as we want to blame Fisdale for everything that goes wrong. Right. When are we going to put some of the oldest on these players? Right. For coming out with this stale kind of, you know what I'm saying, performance. Like, you got to be able to, again, it's game time. You know what I'm saying? You knew what time tip-off was. What are y'all doing out there? You know what I'm saying? Wasting up for a, a whole half before you say, you know what, let's go in the game and play. Like, something got to get with that, too, before we just start doing everything uh, blame-wise on Fisdale. I, I ain't, you know, I don't appreciate that aspect of it. Um, I do believe that because they overpaid for Randall, I know we gonna agree to disagree on the on the payment situation, but um, 
<laughs> in regards to men, I think that there is politics in, in, involved. I think you have to justify paying this man. Yeah. But I do feel like, again, if, um, if you are really um, invested in team success, when a player is not performing, you have to sit him. Yeah. Um, Taj Gibson, the last game, performed well. Correct. Why didn't we see him again? ISO isn't playing at all. Where is he at? Maybe he's hiding out with Sergio after this performance with um with Randall. I don't know. <laughs> but overall, my problem is again, you know, I'm looking at a lot of things, and I, the, uh, one thing that got me real tight was when I seen DSJ have that open three in the um on the wing on the elbow, and instead of taking that shot, hit or miss, it's a great shot. Yeah, you decide to drive to the lane and do nothing. You mulligan to that. You got scared, man. Everybody saw yo when when DJ's not hitting that hitch is back. When DJ's hitting that hitch is back. The hitch was back today, man. Yeah, he didn't want to pull you. it. <laughs> he didn't want to do it. He didn't. And it's crazy because I've seen the play where he had that first three great shot. Then he drove to the lane. Um, got the end one after um after they stripped Randall um when well, they blocked Randall from behind he got the ball back he scored that bucket okay you see momentum then that play happened like well what are you doing now and um you know overall like I said uh, I, I'm I'm disappointed in the fact that again it took a it took a half for them to finally get it together yeah and say let's try to make something you know what I'm saying but. Um, if we're gonna start putting, like I said, if you're gonna start putting blame on players, you know, on on the coach, you gotta start looking at the players individually too. Because I agree, man. Again, you know what time game time was. Yeah. You know, again, we can't keep sitting here talking about the defensive effort from Frank and Mitch alone. Yeah. Where's the other guys? We need. You know what I'm saying? We need help. People on that on that squad. You know what I'm saying? And on the court at every time. So why are we not talking about their defensive effort? Because I. I was tight when I seen that pump fake that, you know, that uh, Portis been on with uh, Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay drives to the lane, and you ain't got nothing but Dennis Smith Jr. between him and the basket. Of course he's going to foul him. He ain't got yeah. no choice. No, you're absolutely but, right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, stand your ground. You're absolutely right. Stand your ground. You're right there. <laughs> no, you're absolutely Those right. There's little things right there. No, you, you're absolutely but, right, you man. You know, again. Go ahead. But you know, I, I'm, I'm still, you know, still a fan and always gonna support. You know what I'm saying? Long suffering, but still here. You know what I mean? So that way, <laughs> you know, when it, when it does turn around, I, you know, saying they don't gonna label me no fair weather. Exactly. What I mean? That's what we do, man. Knicks fans been here since that. I've been Knicks fans for 20 plus years, yo. That's the way we. Knicks fans are loyal. That's how we go. When we get that chip, we gonna be ready, man. Absolutely. But again, salute to everybody, man. Y'all have a good night, man. I'm going to catch y'all the next time. All right, man. Salute. Salute to you, bro. Yeah, man. I'm with it, man. Eventually, we have to, have to put some of this onus on the players. It's not all about the coach all the time. The coach is not out, the coach is not out there with the basketball, man. There's plenty of motivation to play in the garden. Plenty of motivation. There's plenty of motivation to play defense in the garden. Because you know if you're not coming to play, you're going to boo you. That's a fact. That's happening. 
So for that to happen is inexcusable. It's inexcusable. And I've gotten word that we're supposed to have another caller in, but I don't see him in the queue. I'm going to give this caller a few minutes before I wrap up. But yeah, caller, let me know. We are ready to receive your call. If you still want to call in, let me know. Text me if you have technical difficulties. So we can close this show out right. And shout out to the chat, man. Shout out to the chat for rocking with us. No CPs today, just me, Jay Ellis. If you love the Knicks, if you love that Knicks talk, definitely have to hit that subscribe button. And hit the notification bell too so you, to let you guys know when new content is coming. Tomorrow, we are back at it. We are at home. Nets. Knicks Nets. So make sure you are here for that tomorrow. I won't be here, but CP will be taking over. And hopefully we'll win that game. It's a must-win game for me. No Kyrie Irving. Should be an easy one. They barely beat us before. It's revenge game time. Back in our hometown. We need this win. Just like we needed that Dallas win, we need this win. Okay, caller. What's going on? Let's see. New call in the queue. New call in the queue. Thomas from Philly. Hello. Can you hear me, Thomas? Hey, Yo, what up, man? What's up, man? What's going on, bro? Everything is good. Everything is good. I just wanted to call in just to say that I think we should be positive, you know? They came back. They kind of they put some effort and that's a that's part of the process of them of them winning games in the future. So I just want to look at it on the bright side. They actually fought back and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, I feel you. I'm on the no. I'm on the Ari thing today, man. No more victories today, man. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> like I, I want to be positive. I know, Julius Randle. I know, I know. I mean, I don't want to look at it as a moral victory, but I was just thinking about it, and if we're just so focused on all the bad things, then this, this is going to always be piles and piles of bad things. But like, a lot of players played well today, minus minus Julius Randle. I thought Frank played well today. Yes. I thought. Um. Yeah, I thought he looked real. He, he looked real good. He did. And besides the shooting, know, feel, but yeah, I feel like it's fine. No, you're right. Yeah, man. I'm just. Yeah, I just want to be, you know, optimistic. It's a long season. They're playing the Nets tomorrow, and I was <laughs> just. Oh man, I've been losing my mind watching these games. I, I just realized if I'm gonna suffer through it, I might as well be happy. You know, might be positive. Might as well. Be positive. All right. Okay. I mean. I'm with you if that's what you want to feel. I mean, I would be cool if we didn't get down by so many points to begin. If we lost, it's not the fact that we lost this game, Thomas. It's not the fact that we lost the game. Yeah. It's not that. It's, yeah. it's that we going down yeah. and doing, you know, going down by 20 points at the beginning of the, of the quarter. Like, I'm, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that. But you're right. You know what? We're going to end on a positive note. We're going to be positive. 
Frank Lakina right. did well. Right. Dennis Miss Jr. Yeah. So you think it's over? You think it's over for Fizz? I don't know, man. I don't think. I, I felt like last week I definitely thought it was over. But it's a week to week league, man. Yeah. It's a week to week league. We have seen yeah. certain growth and some baby steps. To me, I feel like the front mm-hmm. office and Dolan has to look in the mirror, really. Like, they have to look mm-hmm. in the mirror to, to decide. Because yep. they, at the end of the day, did put this roster together. And there is. Exactly. So, yeah. it's not all Fizz's fault. He's contributed certain right. things. But to me, if Fizz fixes certain things, if Fizz transfers the offense more to the guards and moves it away yeah. from Randall and Julie, Randall and Morris, and we're still losing, <laughs> then I would kind of, I would, I'd be like, all right, cool, I would be okay with it. But if they, if they keep going with the Randall Morris kind of ISO slash bring up the ball point guard thing, oh, then I don't know, man. Yep. So what's the game plan for tomorrow? How do you see it? What would you be doing? Tomorrow, attack, man. Attack. I hit these. I would try to take him out in the first quarter. (laughs) I would take him out in the first. Yo, they don't have Kyrie Irving, dog. They got dumb Winnie in them. You know, like we we need to take him out. (laughs) Like seriously, the only reason why they won that game last game. It was because Kyrie Irving bailed him out, and Kyrie is not playing. This, no, it's, yeah. I know yeah, it's a back-to-back. I know it's a back-to-back, but this is a must-win. This is a must-win. You're right. I think they're going to do it. Yeah, hopefully they do it. Hopefully, you know, they all come together. I know we always say that, but I don't know, man. I just want to see Frank show out, and I just want to see, yeah, I just want to see Randall. I, I want to see him bench, to be honest. I want to see him take a less role and just see how they play without him. I feel you too, and it's not to me. It's not even just like bench him off the park. I'm just, it's bench him situationally. If he's playing bad, bench him. Right. If he's playing good, then they put him in the. They put him in the game. Uh, you know, he checked in with what, like eight minutes to go in the fourth, and that just. When I saw him check it, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah, they man. Came all the way back without him, and put him in the game. Word. But, but yeah. But thank yo. Thanks for calling, Thomas. Bringing that positivity yeah, to the group. Thanks for having me, Jay Ellis. I hope you have a good one. All right, man. You too. All right, shout it out. All right. All right, so another caller has opened up in the queue. I'm getting this caller in as soon as possible. This is going to be the last call of the night, man. I'm wrapping it up after this call. It's midnight. It's time to roll. As soon as my computer starts working again, <laughs> we'll get this caller in the queue. Shout out to everybody who's been working with us for more, supporting us so far. Everybody on the Nick and Tom show, everybody on Expanding TV. Thank you for rocking with us. Hello. Yeah. What up, man? What up, man? Uh, who was this? Do my introduction. Uh, here who, we go. Here we go. Hey, who's this? Uh, the Knicks stink. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, the Knicks stink. What's good, my dude? <laughs> What's going on, man? 
Uh, man, I, I, I've, been, I've been seeing a lot of rumors going around in my chat, man. People saying I started Spurs fan TV. People uh, saying I had a mental breakdown from this game. They, they said I jumped ship to Nets fan TV. Uh, so I'm still here, man. I'm, I'm still here. Yeah, man, I had to hold it down for you, chilling with your fan, man. It's all good. Did you, did you get a chance to catch the game, CP? Or did uh, you... No, I didn't. What the, What happened, though? I, I did see Frank hit a milestone, um, nine dimes, six steals, something like that. How Frank looked in it. Yes, Frank looked great with the nine dimes and the six steals. He played great tonight. Did not shoot well, but he was the best defensive yeah, player. To me, best defensive player to, of the night, hands down, because not it wasn't even just about the, the steals, CP. It wasn't just about the steals. It was about the defense on the one-on-one defense in general. Like he shut down Demar Derozan, he shut down Rudy Gay. They was having their way with him, it's, wow. it's, except when Frank came in the game, that all wow. stopped. Frank needs help, man. Who, who was guarding LA? Who was guarding Lamarcus Aldridge? I mean, it was Randall was getting cooked all night long. Randall was getting cooked. It was barbecue chicken, man. Especially in the fourth quarter, he kept hacking and whacking. He couldn't stop him, man. He couldn't stop him. Randall, that's why Randall was the big, the big topic of the conversation tonight, dog. Yo, he couldn't stop anybody. Knicks couldn't stop a nosebleed. Damn. Couldn't stop a nosebleed, and you know Pop was hungry. They're rubbing in our face, man. Pop hates the Knicks more than anything. Of course, man. Mook Morris came over here. We stole him from Pop. Pop is still bitter, <laughs> and he wants still to give nice. us to this team. That's, what, that, that's why when everybody talks that Becky Hammond stuff, there's no way Popovich is letting her anywhere near the Knicks. She's going to be the heir <laughs> apparent to the Spurs throne, man. Like, there's no way. There's no chance Pop is letting her walk out that door. Ever. Yo, the thing is, it's, it's a free country, CP. If Becky, Becky has... Becky has ties to New York, CP. Don't you? You know this, don't you? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, listen, we, we still we still got bad love for Becky from the Liberty days, man. But I listen, I coming off that Anuka Brown Sanders situation, I, she's not coming. She's not. That's not going to be the first head coach's job. She wants to start off on the good foot. Yeah, you know what I mean. I've, she needs to start off with a with a, on the on the good foot with a clean slate. It's not in New York. I understand, man. I understand the pressure of playing in New York is up there. But if I can get anybody from the pop tree, somebody who's going to actually run plays and sets, uh, I'm, I'm bringing them here. I don't care if it's Becky. Yeah. Because, like, no, man, especially for Frank. How the offense look tonight since you said plays and sets? How the offense look tonight? The offense looked tight, man. Like, listen, the offense was bad. The Knicks weren't hitting shots mm-hmm. in the first half. To me, it was more about them missing the shots. And since we weren't hitting shots, the Spurs pretty much crowded the paint. And they dared us to shoot threes, and we was breaking yeah. them. So that's why Wayne Ellington wasn't even in the game in the first place. Because we were missing shots. Uh, I got you. We were missing shots altogether. So Wayne Ellington was there as a failsafe. They was like, all right, if somebody's not going to hit threes, we need somebody else to hit in here to hit threes. There was even Frank open. There was even DSJ open. The only one who was really able to hit yeah. certain threes was Bobby Portis. And if you look at the three-point percentage in general, Nick shot 37% from three, which is not super bad. But I feel like a lot of that came in garbage not time. Bad. Yeah, not, not super bad. 
But you know, Frank shot twenty five percent. Julius Randle shot twenty percent. But see, you know what? I mean, give credit to the Spurs. I mean, that's how you got to defend the Knicks. And that's why part of the time why we complain about the pick and roll not working, that's part of the reason because no one respects our shooters. We have no shooters out there in the court to really spread the floor on a respectable level. Yeah, right. And the thing is with our shooters is like from night to night is Jekyll and Hyde because I don't think we're bad at shooting threes, but it's just there's nights when we're bad at it. Yeah. And especially from our guards because sure. – Especially from my guards, and especially at home, especially at home in particular, because I feel like I don't know. I feel like if we played the Spurs in San Antonio, Frank would be hitting three for three for three. Like Frank would be hot, and yeah. still so with DSJ. We we gotta we gotta figure out how to get going at home, man. It just doesn't make sense why we're so tight at home. I mean, Dallas game was a was a nice impressive win, but ever since I, we just can't get right at home for some reason. I saw, I'm guessing ISO didn't play once again. No ISO tonight? No ISO tonight. This was a game I could see ISO playing, for sure. Uh, yeah. But um, I think Wayne Ellington got the bell. I think coaches wanted to go for the quick three. It's The quick three and, sure. and that's it. The quick three and, and play some defense. And Dotson is just playing for so sure. much defense on that other end of the, on the floor. I don't think coach wants to take him out, even though he's not shooting well. Yeah, it looks like he didn't have a good shooting night tonight either. It looks like Kev didn't really. How many minutes did Kev go tonight? Uh, let's see. Kev, Kev played eight minutes and forty nine seconds tonight. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, and you know what? Too Kev, he didn't play bad or good. Like he had a bad defensive possession. Uh, but he also had a good one. Like I, it was like not enough information to me to say if, if he was really bad or really good. Like he didn't shoot well. Yeah, he didn't shoot well. Well, I mean that you know those those are gonna happen to us in some nights. But at one point I saw we were almost getting uh, down by thirty. So what was happening in the game? Like who was killing us from the Spurs? Ah uh, man, so the second unit in particular, like the first, the game started out. Yeah, I'm not sure if you listen to the first part of the the first part of the uh, the stream. The, the game started out where I feel like we were tight, or we missing some open shots. Um, the Spurs were running on us, wasn't able to, to to keep up. They were isoing Demar Derozan a lot on the on uh for the the short 15 footers, and it was hitting those, and we couldn't stop those. And then and then once they came out, and the second unit came in, they just passed the ball. So much and so well that we couldn't keep up. The Knicks kind of showed some effort, yeah. rotated two or three times, but we really needed four and five rotations and not two and three. And the Spurs were able to capitalize on that and actually win the game at that point. So that's really what it was for yeah. us. Like the second unit really punched us in the mouth. We wasn't able to recover. And then on top of that, the, like the ball moving in, in the beginning wasn't helping. We couldn't shoot from outside. And they called the paint on us, and we wasn't yeah. able to get anything going inside the paint or outside. Uh, 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 ugly night. Leave it to the Knicks to give a team that lost eight straight, uh, get them back on track. Yo, you know we, I mean? we are the remedy, man. We are the remedy, man. If you <laughs> having problems. We are the remedy for, for everyone but ourselves. Word. Like oh, sore throat. Man. You know what I oh, mean? Man. All right, man. Well, hey, listen, tomorrow night we got our. Uh, 
Knicks versus Nets. No Kyrie. Uh, not sure if that even matters, but we'll see what type of effort they give. We got CK 2K coming in tomorrow night, so uh, Word. Uh, I'll be back uh, back at it, man. Yeah, man. That's what's up, yo. Hope we get this one tomorrow. Right. Yes, sir. All right, All man. Right, my dude, I'll, I'll check you, man. So to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Yeah, and, man. Uh, yeah, man. Hang in there, man. Good stuff, Jay. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. All right. Yes, sir. <clears throat> All right. The captain, CP, calls in. Last call tonight. Everybody hit that thumbs up button. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to the channels, both channels, Knicks Fan TV and Nick Time Show. We will be back tonight for the Nets game, Revenge Night. No Kyrie, hopefully no problem. We win that game. Everybody salutes to the chat. Salute to the chat, everybody who, who held us down. Alexander, thanks for holding us down. Will from LI, almost retired. Thanks for watching, man. Definitely, definitely, definitely check out that show tomorrow. Definitely subscribe to the channels. Watch out for the Nick of Time show. We will be dropping a new pod on Tuesday. Also, we'll be dropping a new pod Wednesday on YouTube as usual. Shout out to those guys. Also, merch. We do have Nick of Time merch for you to get. So definitely make sure you cop that KOT merch. We got the Ninja PTs. Maple Mambas. Whose man's is this? Old favorites. Frank T's. Mitch. Kevin Knox. And everything you could want. So shout out, if you want to support Nick Time Show, copy yours today. Also, if you're watching on Nick's Fan TV, cop his tees as well. I think he has those in the YouTube chat, on his YouTube channel. Get his Mitch Please tees as well. That is all, man. Shout out to you. Everybody's watching. It's a Saturday. I'm going to chill. I'm out this. Peace.